Check it out. This episode is brought to you by Bridge Nine Records, amazing record label, and their new release from H2O. It's their first new record in seven years. It comes out on October 9th, and you can pre-order it at b9store.com backslash H2O. So do that, and then here, here's the rest of the show. running on the treadmill over there what about you you driving in the car right there or how about you just just simply walking around in a beautiful city on a beautiful day with my voice in your ears hello i'm ray harkins this is an episode of 100 words or less the podcast thank you for joining us on this introspective journey into the great people who make up this independent music scene so thank you if you are listening to it for the first time, I appreciate it. If you are a longtime listener, I appreciate you. Appreciation being spread across all over the place. So the guest this week is Mr. Tom Sheehan, the vocalist from a amazing band called Indecision. But first, let's get some other business pleasantries out of the way, and then we will uh, then I'll then I'll set this episode up because it's a it's an interesting story. The next episode I'm actually very excited in talking about. It is a split podcast. So, you know, the concept of split seven inches, that's basically what I'm trying to do with uh, this next particular episode. So next episode next week will be with Tom Mullen from Washed Up Emo Podcast, and I'm very excited to bring that to you. So tune in. It's a, it's a little bit different sort of content. It's more of a general discussion rather than a actual interview where we're asking each other questions. But it's really fun stuff, so I, I, I promise you will be engaged by it. And I will also release... The uh, news here that October is a themed month, and that theme is what I like to call the modern faces in hardcore. And uh, I know that's kind of a maybe a grandiose term <laughs> for the month, but basically, I wanted to focus on people who are really doing something awesome within the context of more specifically hardcore, not so much independent music in general, but focusing in on hardcore because there's a lot of great stuff. And I know it's very easy for people such as myself who are older to look at hardcore and be like, oh, it wasn't what it once was. It's so stupid. I hate that argument. And I think most people who pay attention to music and follow it relatively closely can see the amazing things that are coming from it. So I'm focusing on four separate people who are either running record labels, playing in bands, just doing the damn thing. So all October, people making a difference right here, right now in 2015. So anyways, I'm excited to bring that content to you as well. This discussion was interesting. I was in New York, oh man, probably a year and a half ago. It's been a long time. And uh, I sat down with Tom. We had a great chat. It was very late at night. At my friend Michael Duenas' apartment, him and his wife were generous enough to let me hang out with a stranger in their house. Well, it was technically on their balcony. So we had a great discussion. Tom was super psyched. I was super psyched. We left it at that, said goodbye. I flew back to California. And then um, I lost the MP3 recorder. So I have a digital recorder that I travel around with. And sometimes when the opportunity strikes, I'm able to meet up with a person when I'm traveling for business or something else to be able to interview them for the show. Needless to say, I misplaced this digital recorder. So I felt like an absolute idiot. I hit up Tom. I was like, I'm so sorry. I lost the interview. I'm stupid. 
And he was like, don't worry about it. Let's do it again. So him and I traded a few texts over the next couple months being like, can you do this time? He's like, no, I can't. And so anyways, because I'm like, dude, I just lost like a $200 piece of equipment. And that is not like me. Generally speaking, uh, I take inventory because I'm an only child. So I know where everything's at. (laughs) My toys. I know where all my toys are. Fast forward to maybe, I don't know, two months or so ago. And I am looking or packing for another trip that I was going to take. And then uh, I open up a pouch that I haven't seen in a long time. Guess what I found? You can see it right here. My portable digital recorder. And I was like, oh my gosh, I found it. That's awesome. Let's see if this still works. And of course it worked because, you know, it was just running on batteries and that's not a big deal. It wasn't like a running on tape or anything like that. So needless to say, the conversation I have with Tom, uh, I, it's not dated because obviously I wasn't asking him about like, whoa, what are you doing on, um, you know, November of 2014 or whenever we had this discussion. But the audio quality is a little bit different because we are recording it, uh, you know, literally outside in New York City. So you're going to be hearing a lot of background noise. The discussion cuts through. The conversation is top notch. And I just wanted to set it up for you. So basically, if you were listening to this and you're like, oh, this is not like the most recent episodes that you've done, there's a reason it's not like that. So if you are uh, bummed on the audio quality of this particular episode, I'm horribly sorry, but uh, I, I would listen to it personally and not find any huge differences to be like, oh, I can't listen to this. This is terrible. So anyways, Tom, is a vocalist for Indecision, and Indecision is uh, an incredibly influential band to me and I know a lot of other people in the context of the metallic hardcore world. Um, He also sang for Most Precious Blood as well for a record, and uh, he's just been doing the damn thing for a long time. So Indecision just recently put out a documentary that I have yet to see, but I am very excited to receive my copy at some point in the near future. So without further ado and preamble i apologize this has been a a wordy wordy introduction here's my discussion with tom and i will talk to you after the show ends Like, you would literally ask one question, and he'd go on for 15 minutes. Totally. Uh, you know, and same thing with Elgin and everybody. I mean, it's so, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it, it's, it's a journey, and it's one of those right. things where it's like, I, pr- I, I try to set up a framework, and then wherever there's, we go is, right. Yeah, no, but there's, perfect. like, an underlying theme, I've yeah. noticed. Like, family, or, you know, and that sort of thing. Exactly. Because ulti- yeah. ultimately, shit, it's like, I want to arrive at why a person Got still it. is either connected or why they feel the need to still be creative in some capacity. Right, and it's funny. All the ones that I've listened to, I was like, "Oh, that's totally what I would say." Oh, I would totally like, like literally. I was like, yeah, yeah. "I've known James from Make Do with Men, you know, fairly yeah. well. Like, he came to like a New Year's party, like you know." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I loved his band. Yeah. Loved his band. But like listening to him, I'm like, "Holy shit!" Like you are my long lost brother from Connecticut. We have the same idea. Right. We went to Catholic school. Right. We hated everything. Right. You know, or like, and then you listen to like you know, even like Rob Moran. Yeah. Like, and you're like, "What do you, you know? What are you still involved for?" And, right. And he was like. You know, partially because I still love it, partially this, and partial out like obligation. I was like, that is completely. Yeah, you're like, I get that. Like, I totally. Do. And I was like, I was like, what's the third thing he's gonna say? I'm like, obligation. But that sounds like so, like, it's almost like it's it sounds disheartening to have that totally. kind of like dismissive almost. It's kind of like yep. I feel obligated that I have to do it. Of course. But you kind of do. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. like, hey, this took me all this way. This and thing's kind of, given me so much. Right, right. Friends and people. I mean, people across the world, across the country, and you kind of feel like oh, I still kind of owe it something. Yeah, you no, know what I mean. Like, I make sure it's still going. You know, right, right. Yeah, they, they, that you can. They're because there, there always is this notion, especially in like you know independent music and culture in general, right. where it's like it's it, it's very difficult to quote unquote age gracefully. Absolutely. 
because they're like if you're still playing in a band and you're you're quote unquote old right. um, and you're not good like that's when it's just like oh Ooh, god yeah, like, like yeah I mean every, that should have stayed in the garage right? totally that's every better reunion. in my head you know yeah of course but then there's some that you see you're like holy shit you're like, still this vibrant. is why yep you know like we got you know we? yeah like I mean like yeah. Sick of It All is a prime example of a band that it's just like they like they people care less and less about them in the states yes. and that's a reality right. but they don't show any signs of being like oh like we're we're gonna phone this one in right it's incredible incredible I mean they're still the 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 energy of the work ethic that they have I mean they're twice as old as totally. most current bands yep and they still go out there and like I've never seen them and been like and they had an off night yeah ever no we've toured with them I've seen them yeah. for twenty years on my own right and it's never been like yeah, yeah, and exactly. you know what? They, Pete wasn't feeling it. Right. It's like those dudes right. are like straight they're, ahead. They're like machines. No pun intended. Yes. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> right, right. You know, and like they, you know, Pete and and then and Craig like work out. You know, yep. to kind of train for this and stuff like like totally. Who, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Who else would do that? They're at a, they're at a different level of taking the band as seriously as possible in order to make sure that they remain relevant just from like their own standards right. rather than like whatever anybody else especially in the states like they're right. they're they're quote unquote irrelevant in so many places like when they play in California I mean it's it's 100 people 150 people Which is unbelievable it's sad I mean New York is still pretty great for them totally but I mean like I always have these arguments I'm like you know like because they kind of get like kind of upset of course when these things happen and I was like well I mean I can totally understand Yep. If you're a band and you're going on last, and literally every band that played before you that day is either directly or indirectly influenced by what you've done in yeah. your life. They're the and, branch in your tree. Right? And no one is like, you know, I'm going to see this band full of 22-year-olds. No, you know, no shame in that. But I'm not going to say for these old guys at the end. I would be furious. Yeah. And I think, like, they still have, their records are still good. I think if they put out, like, a lot of the more recent records that they put out, if, yep. if you put, like, Joe Schmo on that and not Sick at all, yeah. people would be eating it. Oh, totally. They would be the hype band. This is this is vibrant. This is youthful. Like, this is, it's yeah. heavy. It's, the lyrics are great. The vocals are amazing. Yeah. But, you know, because it's like, ah, well, yeah. I, I stopped listening after, you know, Blood Sweat, or, you right. know, whatever. Like, Built to Last. That was the last thing I even get. Right. But you're missing out. Because yeah, there's yeah. a lot of great stuff, you know, and I think a lot of bands, you know, Bad Bull put out a record recently that was great. Yeah, I mean, twenty something years in, they're still great. Sheer Terror just put out a record. Yeah, it's great. You know right. what I mean? Like, and I think, you know, I think Mad Bull gets more of a chance. Yeah, you know, and younger people still, you know, because they're still relevant. Yeah, I mean, they're a great band. They deserve to be. Right. But I think a lot of you know, is a seventeen-year-old kid in Des Moines going to pick up the new Sheer Terror? Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They the o- odds are against that, but yeah, you you definitely you. I mean, especially within in hardcore, you yeah. you would hope that there is like I mean, and you well know like touring Europe, there is such a reverence for not only history but but bands like you know that's why Sick of It All can still make a living. They tour oh, tour twice over in Europe, and kill it. They're good for the year, and it, it there's obviously such a reverence for that where it's like obviously the the culture as it were here is clearly like more disposable from that perspective. Right, right. And I think, you know, I mean, I don't even know if it's... It used to be like, well, Europe, people were just excited that someone's coming through. Yeah. Nowadays, I feel like as many bands tour Europe as they do the States. It's true. You know what I mean? I think it's... It used to be like, well, you know, only Undertow comes through and Ignite. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. certain bands that were gigantic yep. that could go over there all the time. Right. But I feel like now it's it's just... I mean, every it's other It's easily day, accessible. Oh, sure, absolutely. sure, every, sure. I mean, it used to be like, wow, you're going to Europe. 
Yeah. That's like the next That's step. You event. must have toured the U.S. five times already to get there. Now it's kind of like, oh, you just put a demo. Oh, you're, oh, you're like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, four songs? Right. You got that oh, whole set? All right, well, you sold out to Holland already. All right, great. Awesome. You know, like... It's, yeah. it's cool. I mean, it's a, it shows it's a reflection on how much different like punk and hardcore is in 2014. Yeah, than it was even 15 years ago. The change right. is incredible. Totally. You know. And it, speaking speaking yes. of change, I will, I will take you back to the. I was already aware of Indecision before yes. this event, but so I'm going to take you back. And I'm yes. fairly certain you were still in this band. Yes. You're still in the band. Uh, you guys came out to California. Yes. You played uh, Public Storage, aka yes. Chain Reaction. I was thinking about that this morning. I, I'm trying to remember if I just went to the show or my old band played it. I'm fairly certain that we played... Yes, we played it with you guys. Yeah, I, actually, I'm trying to think. I don't even know if we were calling ourselves Taken at that point. Right. We might have been called Doom Society, which was our terrible punk band before that. Regardless, yeah, right. it was one of those things where I was like, I was stoked because it was playing with you guys, right. and on top of it, it's like the guys at Adamantium were there. Right. Where I was just like... Holy and there was God. like, you know, negative four people. Oh, yeah, show. absolutely. I remember, I remember that show so vividly, and really? I was literally thinking about it this morning. Right. Because, so we drove across country, like played a couple of shows. We were, we were playing for Revelation. It was the first. Was that was that the show? Was that a showcase show for you? Yeah. Wow. Went really well. So for yeah, Jason, for Jason, Jason upright. upright, exactly. So he comes. You know, we're like, you know, I mean, we had no illusion that it was going to be a you know billion people or anything. Yeah. So you know, we drive. We play some other shows. You know, but with the sole stories. purpose of going out, like right that, for all okay. that's like they were like, hey, we're going to be out here. Oh, you know, it was like kind of after the first incident where it came out, we had like victory and revelation kind of interesting. So we were, okay. like, we're going to go play for revelation. It was going to be great. You know, right? Jason Upright, really great dude. Yeah. You know, so we go out there. There's like, I remember, there's like literally like like twelve people. In right. The it was like awesome. I think I fell off the stage. It was like something right. awful. <laughs> so years and years later, sure. Most Precious Blood is out on tour with Bleeding Through. Oh, yeah. And Brandon Chipetti was like, well, it was either Chipetti or, or Keith Barney. We're like, okay. Dude, like, you know, we came to see you guys, like, in like 1998 at like public storage. We thought it was going to be nuts. Like, holy fuck, like, this band from New York, this New York Harker band's going to come here. Yep. It's going to be crazy. And he's like, I could name everybody in the crowd. He you was totally like, could. Adamantium, the right. Throwdown, the Dukes <laughs> from 18 bit. I mean, it's awesome that all those bands that went on to become these huge, like, things, right. they were all there to, like, check us out, but they were in. It was it was such a weird... I mean, that was obviously before, when I say public storage, right. just before they even knew what they were doing. So uh, they also had no room for people to stand up front. They had, I don't know if you remember, they had coffee tables. I so do it, remember that. Dude, it was crazy right. because it was like they, they, had just, they had only been doing shows there for less than six months. Oh, and wow. so it was like... They 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 tried to have or it was like a coffee shop, and they're just like, oh yeah, we're gonna have bands play too. Yeah, but these kinds of things. And it was it was like I mean, no one wants to sip a latte listening to hardcore, right? And it was just like it was so disheartening to see. It was just like oh, like there could be no room for a pit, not like there was enough people to warrant right, that. Right. But I just remember being like, it was such a weird night of just like. Yeah. Like, even at my young 17-year-old, 16, 17-year-old age, be like, man, I kind of feel for the indecision guys. Like, wow, these dudes are, like, uh, you know, we're all the way from home, and this is what... playing in front of, like, nine dudes. And, Here's like, the turnout. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. And he was like, yeah, we just thought it was, like, really weird. Like, you know, we're thinking, like, oh, you know, like, VOD's huge, so these dudes, it's going to be crazy. And then we showed up, and there was nobody there. Right, right. You're like, oh. On that same tour, we, I was listening to the Rob Moran one, and yeah. he was, like, saying how, he, like, they drove out somewhere, and the guy's like... Uh, we don't do show. What are, you, what are you talking about? And he like drove away. We literally did the same thing in Studio City, California, oh, yeah. on that same tour. Of course. We roll in. Uh, the guys like, uh, what are you guys doing here? We're like, oh, we have a show booked here today. And he's like, real kind of music, are you guys. And we're like, 
you know, long chord tour. He's like, oh, I wish I would have known. We had a big BYO showcase here last night. He's like, we didn't know you guys were playing, but you're more than welcome to. All right, this is a hard for terrible you're, days. You're right, you're more than welcome to. So we literally were like, we're just going to run down the street, get a sandwich, we'll be right back. We got in the van, drove back to New York. <laughs> and we were like, what this? <laughs> that was like the last day anyway, so we were like, right. do you, you want to yell for 40 minutes? Because I chose like, no. Let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. And we just left. Right, this would essentially be a practice. <laughs> yeah, like we know these songs well enough, we've been playing them for years. But and we literally drove home from California to New York and like whatever, right. to whatever the hell it was. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. we rolled home. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. I just it is it, it it also I mean like events like that also crystallized in my own head when you know the the concept of touring because it's like you don't understand when you're 14, 15, 16 years old that it's like when a band shows up you kind of feel like they materialize out of nowhere even regardless of where they're from right like you don't even make the concept like the connection of like. Oh, they probably played like thirty shows before this, and they're fucking exhausted. Or what? Like, right? And they're like cracked, and like they're even beating Taco Bell for you know forty days. Right. Yeah. And you and then like to, to put that all together, and all of a sudden realize like this is a huge effort. Like this yeah, takes so much this. planning. <laughs> like this costs a lot of money to get out. Even in nineteen ninety eight, you know, it's like oh, I mean, so many times. Like it's funny, like thinking about it now. People were like, oh yeah, you guys must have done really well back then. I'm like, absolutely not. No, not you you not even. We're terrible. It's cool that everyone now can kind of be like. Decision. I love the decision. Oh That's yeah, awesome. Because nobody right, came. Because <laughs> right, there was there was a huge yeah. There's a huge disconnect of like, oh, it's cool. Indecision is a is a cultural uh, touchstone for hardcore, but it's like like we no one gave a rat's ass. Right, like, no, honestly, yeah, we yeah. would do tours. Like we literally toured every summer with Silent Majority. Right. Who also now. Oh yeah, Revered. Oh my God, Revered. Then we play to each other. Yeah. There'd been times that we'd set up both bands and go. Indecision, one song. Not Split majority, one song. Because we were just like, hey, we, have to, we, entertain we have to entertain ourselves. Like, I don't want to, you know. And, like, we we played some place in, like, Riverside. We played on the, U, I think it was UC Riverside. Oh, the barn. Yes. Yes. Amazing venue. Great and, like, venue. You see the, like, you know, like, we look at the flyer, like, cool, seven seconds playing here. Oh, oh, oh that'd be a good show. Oh, yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. We're going to be here. We played, it was, like, us, Silent Majority, Millhouse, and... Oh, okay. Harkonnen. Oh yeah, yeah. Exit yeah. music was the yeah. exit music tour. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that's like that really what got them on record. After we were like, dude, they played in front of nine kids, and it was awesome. You know, right? Um, yeah, there was like nobody there. Like we had right. pockets here and there, but for the most part, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like you were strife for Earth Crisis or Sick Roll, or you were nobody. Right? Yeah, nobody. that's true. That's true. There was no, yeah, there, like there was a, there's no middle ground. Right? There was like there's no middle class. There was no middle ground. It was either like. <laughs> You're idiots that have like the, you know you don't care about your summer and you're just gonna waste money, which yep. is fine. Yeah. You want to go out and see it's the essentially world. Essentially a road trip, right? Right. Or you know there were certain bands that obviously made it. Yeah. On quote unquote, not you know. But yeah. At the kind of like I, I think it was it was I, it, I definitely especially like being from Southern California, it was like that was obviously a pocket. Whereas like you had bands that like started to click in Southern California from like right. you know like disembodied or like right. you said VOT did well. Right. Um, and then it was always it was always interesting to be like. Oh, a band can travel then, like you know, four hours north or like eight hours north, like San Francisco, and play in front of like you said, like ten people. Right. Of course. And it, yeah. It, and it was like bands, like so. They're like, man, I wish I could cut out all these other shitty shows. I wish right. I could cut out like the Midwest or whatever. Right, just come to the showcase or whatever and just do it, you know. And I mean, it's it's. I think that's what makes the touring so hard these days. Like we always talk about it. it's like not that we go out touring anymore, but it's like yeah, you know. Hey, California's awesome. Seattle, fantastic. Right. You still have to go through Wyoming to get there. Totally. You know, either, like, you bite the bullet and you drive through right. three of the biggest states in the country. And right. 
just lose money, like you're hemorrhaging money right. just to get to Seattle, or yeah. you play like the Rinky Dink. We're playing 35 people, you know, and right. which is awesome too. Yeah. Because those 35 people want to be there. Of course, yeah. But it's a huge undertaking. And I didn't realize, you realize that as you get older, like yeah. how much is involved in it. So, like now that we do like shows here and there, I'm like, holy shit, we used to do this like for months on end. <laughs> now I can barely get five people in a room for like one show. It's like, you right. know, like I'm launching yeah, a space shuttle. Now, but back then it was like, oh, like, you know, European, oh, we're leaving in September. Oh, we get home the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. All right, no problem. Right, you know, I got like, nothing going pack, on. Yeah, I'm going to pack everything up. All right, I have $500 in cash. This is what I have. Been doing, you know, like right. ATMs let's, weren't like everywhere yet. You know, like, right? Let's put let's put this together. Yeah, right. Where are we? Oh, first two shows are with the business. Sure. sure, that actually happened to us. We were like, we got off like the plane. Uh huh. Sure. And I'm like, two shows in Germany. I'm like, the business. I'm like, this is the real business. And they're like, yeah. I'm like. Oh, oh, this will not be good. Right. So it was like the skinhead band called Discipline. Okay. Us and the business. Okay. And we're like this weird, stupid, like, we yeah, have yeah. no idea what we're doing. Right. And it's like just skinhead. But like real skinheads. Not sure. like American skinheads that are like, oh, you're not like. Oh, yeah. this, I'm like, you could all be Nazis. At this. I have of no course. idea what the hell's going on. I don't know what you're yelling at me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're singing about drinking and driving. We're a bunch of like weird, like straight edge fucking atheists. Like, right. This is going to be great. Right. right. Yeah. But yeah, like just like to, to know how much of, uh, I mean, I, I, it's the undertaking that it take, you know, that that was touring in the nineties. Right. The log- the logistics behind it that you just didn't you, you did it because it was a necessity, but you didn't you didn't put any thought into it. Right. I mean, that's all you really knew. So it was kind of like, yeah. oh well, you know, we're going to play Virginia. Yeah. I take out the Rand McNally and I figure out how the hell to get to Virginia. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I actually did just I just did like a story about this for like a friend of mine. Yeah. Like doing an actual paper zine. Oh, sure. And he's like, can you, like, you know, touring in the 90s? I was like, it's completely, like, like, the difference between, like, listening to Rollins talk about touring with Black Flag. Of course. To us in the 90s to, like, what goes on in 2014. Yeah. It could be 200 years. Oh, totally. The difference. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I was like, there were no cell phones. Yeah. There were no maps. There were no, like, GPS systems. Of course. I didn't have any way of being like, I wonder if there's vegan food, right? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Like, kind Good of luck. like, yeah. Right. yeah you yeah. know, like, it would be like, you ask spot. people at the show. Yeah. Like, hey, oh, you can come back to the vegan potluck at my house. I'm going to watch cherry videos all night and fucking eat. Yeah. yeah. Sick. You know, and, uh, you know, I, I would, like, we would drive to the center of the city and, like, hope to find kids in, like, a hardcore yeah. shirt. Yeah. You look them. right. You look for the like, scene. Fucking creepy bat, like, in a van, like, following some random. Do you guys know where the show is? Yeah, like, hey, you have an Arthur shirt on. You know where? You know, like, they're right. like, oh, there's a show tonight? Which right. is usually our story. Like, Oh yeah, we were playing down the street. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no one goes to that venue. Oh, cool. Oh, great. That's, right. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Maybe maybe we'll go to the mall and then look for people to like invite to the show. <laughs> like, hey, we used to lie because there was another band called Indecision. Oh, okay. That was like a, like a Grateful Dead band. Oh, okay. I didn't know. That. So like like random like fifty year old Hessians would show up and they're like and they just come in and like no one would dissuade them. Right. So yeah, you're like, like, come on in, buddy. We need that door money. Yeah, that's hey, that's eight bucks. That'll you know. <laughs> right. That's like two of us at Taco Bell. Like we're right. going to things. <laughs> we're absolutely perfect. But you yourself, you were born and raised on the East Coast in Brooklyn. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. you you are tried and true. Yes, like I'm a real and you. Real New Yorker. I, I presume at the, I mean at this point yeah. in your life, you could never ever ever see yourself living anywhere else. Or you could know, you? I absolutely could. Okay. I would totally live in the Joshua Tree area. Oh, okay. We went there for a bachelor party for a friend of mine. It was like 
13 whacked out stranded dudes at a bachelor party and, and right. so it wasn't like we weren't doing like peyote yeah yeah you weren't, like, we <laughs> you weren't, weren't having stuff. a trip yeah. right right you know and I was just like wow I could totally live in that area oh, okay which is like the complete antithesis of what I've grown up to be like, and, totally but I, I could totally like Interesting. live in a house you could totally just kind of like desert and be like fuck it this yeah. is it this is what I do now right you're like, like it'll, it'll take you six months to adjust to the lack of noise right and then I you know and I'd probably melt, you know, my Irish skin would probably burn. Right, right. I got that, you know, I'd get okay. I'd be wearing like some kind of rattlesnake belt or something. I think I could do it. Right, right. Is it? it that's. I mean, it's it's good that you can admit that because I think that's like that's. Uh, you know, a sign of maturity because I think so many people would just be like, "Oh no, I would never fuck best city in the world." I would never. I mean, and there, yeah, there's an course. element of that, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I love New York, and I think it's great. It's absolutely different than it used to be. Yeah. For good, you know, for good and bad. Sure. You know what I mean. Um, but I think like this time around, like even with the band, like we've gotten to go certain places that you don't really get to to appreciate when you're doing it like every day. Of course. You know, so now like you know we flew out a couple of years ago to go to Seattle. Right. I could totally live here. You know, or like hey. Yeah, because you because because at that it's, it's such a good point yeah. because at that point you you make an effort to see outside the four blocks you're surrounded by the venue which is right. usually in a shitty area absolutely it's never in a, yeah it's never like oh this is like the coolest place it's, nowadays it might be different but yeah, you know it yeah. used to be like you guys aren't from around here are you right uh, no no yeah we're from New York they're like yeah get whatever you need you should go back to wherever you, like wherever totally. you're staying don't be walking around because when it gets you know like I'm like oh you know like and we're like dumb New York like yeah, yeah, we're never tourists. We're New York. Right, like, yeah, get I can out go here. anywhere. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you know, like that was my whole thing. Like, I'm not a tourist. I'm from New York. Anywhere I go, I'm at home. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter. I've got, I've got, I've got an experience. Here. Yeah, like it's cool. I've been to bad places. This is fine. You know, right? Um, but like going back, it's kind of like it's such a blur. Like you know, when you're on tour, as you know, it's yeah. kind of like you know, LA, San Diego, then we're going here, and then we're in Tucson, then we're over here. It's kind of like you don't get to appreciate it. It's cool. Yeah. Maybe you, if you have time, you go see like right. The, you know, you have to, you have to you legitimately have to make an effort. I'll I'll never. I was always that guy in my band of being like, let's go see shit. Whereas right. everybody else was like, fuck you. I'm staying here in the van or whatever. Yeah. Right. Um, and I'll never forget the one I was like, I rallied everybody to be like, dude, we were staying in friends in Salem, and like, dude, we gotta see Plymouth Rock. Our nation right. was fattening yeah. on this. <laughs> everybody, let's do this. And then we go there, and it's the smallest ass rock in the middle of a cage, and right. it was like. Everybody was so pissed at me to be like, right. dude, we just drove like an hour, it's a day of off. And if you, but yeah, again, it's that you really have to put forth that effort right. in order Rachel to see anything. Rachel would be the one who like, all right, we're two and a half hours away from, you know, like, I have pictures of us in front of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Four idiots from Brooklyn and a girl from Jersey in right. front of Mount Rushmore. Like, yeah. none of my family have ever seen Mount Rushmore. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, oh, like, we're two and a half hours away from the Hoover Dam, but we're going to go. Right. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay, cool. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know yeah. if I would have had the kind of... Taking the the, the uh, initiative, initiative. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Initiative to kind of do that myself, but like right. it's kind of like All right. you need. Yeah, you need that sort of like, like cheerleader. Kind of like, we got to do it because otherwise I'm like I'm really tired. And yeah, yeah. I'd love to just you can find a million there. reasons of why yeah, you, you know, don't like, need I'm to do that. I'm dying for a bagel. I just want to sit around. You know, but yeah, then it's yeah. like. When the hell am I ever going to be back here? Right. I'm gonna, I, I need to soak this up. Yeah, I'm in, like, South Dakota. I'm never coming back here. Like, <laughs> right. I'm never coming back here. Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. have to do this, you know? Right, right. But it's... I think I could totally see myself living. Okay. West Coast, I think. I like California. I never did. Like, I hate LA. LA's terrible. You know what I'll, I mean? Yeah, I'll be the first to say that. Because I feel like it's kind of like, well, if I'm going to move out of New York... Yeah. Like, as far as, like, cities go... Yeah. I'm going to move somewhere. If I'm moving out of New York, it has to be somewhere warm. Sure. Makes no sense for me to go to Philly, no. Boston. It's like the same shit. You've already got the weather, and yeah. I like New York better. Right. But, like, yeah, I love San Diego. I love, like, Ocean County, uh, Orange County. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we, a few times we've been in L.A., like, playing, like, the 
rocks and stuff like this place sucks. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I'd live in the Bay. I like the Bay a yep. lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, literally, Portland, Seattle, like, anywhere out there, I could totally picture sure, myself. Sure, okay. You can like, picture hey, yourself. Normal. Yeah, right. Or, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it would have to be, like, warm. I wouldn't be like, hey, I'm moving to Chicago. It's colder. Right. Yeah, that's it's great. It's a beautiful city. I get to experience more snow. Yeah, awesome. Lake effect. Great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the, um, and so, your, your family structure, you have brothers and sisters? I have three sisters. I have one younger sister and two older sisters. Wow. So that must have been uh, interesting being raised in a predominantly, I mean, a, 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 a feminine household, as it were. Absolutely. I mean, we have, it's, our setup is really kind of strange. And every time I tell people, they're like, really? Yeah. So, like, my younger sister's two years younger than me. Okay. My next oldest sister is 11 years older than me. They took, and my yeah. oldest sister is 17 years old. So she's literally, a lot of times, my friend's moms are the same age as my oldest sister. Right. Or close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she's 55. My yeah. mom's 57. Like, That's literally a generational gap. Yes, in, in, in some respects. Right. right. So I was kind of almost raised by the older sisters. You know, like, my father worked, like, super hard. So it was kind of like, he was like, really brown. Right. Like, we watched baseball and that kind of stuff. Like, sure. dude stuff. And then, like, everything else was, like, my two older sisters and my mom. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. I mean? And it kind of gave me, like, a different... Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I think I think a strong feminine upbringing it definitely you know gets you you know prepared in so many ways that that to a guy you know a, a dude generally speaking can't you know like get you emotionally ready and be like oh like I can talk about my feelings right. Like, it's not like no, if this cool, I'm not yeah. yeah like, push that shit down. Yeah. Push it down immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be better when it explodes in twenty years. Right. <laughs> I'm take this down on somebody's face. And especially, especially the the Irish in you as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's like, yeah, I'm going to push this down, and in seventy years, yeah, oh, yeah, that will yeah. be able to. Generationally speaking, my grandson will be feeling this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, yes, my family is quite Irish, so we're all like, no, don't, don't, don't mention it. We'll, we won't yeah, yeah, fight. But I'm like, fuck that. Like I'm, you know, like I think from the get go, I was like punk rock soul, and I'm sure, like, you know, like it's very symptomatic of like. Almost like an alcoholic family. It's kind of like, oh, don't yeah. say anything. Oh, of course. I know so and so screwed up. Don't even bother. Don't yeah, mention yeah, anything. Yeah. So I would kind of be like, fuck that. I'm telling yeah, her. Yeah, let's talk about yeah. this. Yeah, and they were like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, not, no, not even to like be like, don't don't get her started. She's going to fight somebody. It was kind right. of like, you did X and you need to know that. Right. But like, my family was every, everything's like avoided. Swept under the rug. Yeah, it's like, a week from now, we won't even remember it. I'm like, well, I can't. Yeah, <laughs> they'd be like, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Right. But, especially the, uh, did, you know, being from an Irish family, yeah. does the the common conception is that like oh like you know alcoholism it runs rampant. Oh yeah, absolutely, and it okay. does. <laughs> okay. Oh it does. Oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. your you, your family was afflicted with that as well. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like my, my father, my grandfather, my sure. you know maternal grandmother. Uh huh. Like, it runs in the blood, so it's kind of like sure hardcore kind of in that aspect. I mean, in no million aspects, but in that aspect, kind of like saved my life. You know what I mean? Like sure. If it wasn't for like. Hey, I'm like 14 and I'm listening to my after that. I'm like, holy crap, I don't really want to drink. And that dude totally, you know, says right. it perfectly. You know what I mean? I can plug myself it. into this thing. Right, right. It right. makes total sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's kind of like, like my mom is overjoyed. That's still to this day, I'm so straight edge. Like, oh, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like the other ones drink and it's nothing terrible. Right. But it's kind of like, there's that gene somewhere. Oh, totally. And if I ever tapped into that, it would be awful. I wouldn't want to do that. And I wouldn't know what it would end up being. Right. So it's like, well, yeah, you would probably swing the complete opposite direction and just be like, uh, you know, I mean, just be, just immerse yourself in alcohol. Right. And like, am I going to be like the crying drunk? Am I going to be like yeah. the fighting drunk? Or fighting everyone? Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, you're into hardcore. You're fucked up. There's a reason why you're in it. Totally. Man or woman. If you're into hardcore, there's something inherently right. off with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, it's you're just attracted not... to a subculture that, like, you know, 
for all intent and purposes, is meant to embrace, you know, being a misfit, being an outsider in some capacity. So yeah, you there's there's the, the laws of attraction exist in every element of that, including punk and hardcore. Oh, absolutely. Right. Um, I mean, it sounds like you were you were introduced to like punk and hardcore at a relatively early age. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and like freshman year of high school, like a friend of mine uh-huh. um, had given me like a tape and it was like minor thread on one side, and, like it was like either dinosaur. I, I want to say it was dinosaur junior or Cyclone on the other side. Okay. And I was kind of like, I don't know what the hell these people are talking about. But yeah. It's awesome. Right. I don't understand a word they're saying. Sure. But it's a lot of backups, and it's like dudes screaming, and I'm into it. You know, and right. it's kind of like. I wish I could go and find that dude now and, like, hug him. Yeah. Like, dude, you don't realize, you know, no, no, no 25 years out or whatever, 23 years out, like, you have no idea how much you've changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like, just give me a shitty TDK tape with, like, totally. my thread on the side. You know what it, I mean? Yeah. He's probably, like, some regular dude. He was, I James Kim, nice Korean dude. Yeah. Yeah, but he probably has nothing to do with the music or, right. or in, in any way that we would, you know. Of course. But, like, if he only knew how much he impacted me and all my friends' lives that we all got uh-huh. to go out and do stuff. Right. Not necessarily on my merit, but it was kind of like, I got into it, met these guys, you know, yeah, yeah, these, yeah. Like, we all went to high school. Together. Right, so and the, gen- like, the general enthusiasm, it's like, usually you need those, like, those people who are active, and you, you've always you've always struck me, like, just as an outside observer of you and your bands and the way you express yourself, you were, you always, you, you would strike me as the type of person that would be a cheerleader for all that stuff. Where it's like you, you know, you may not be the first or the second or you know, the, the third to find it in your group of friends, but once you did, you were going to be like, guys, we're going along with this. Like, yes. good, ju- this is amazing. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I feel like uh-huh. I even find myself doing that today sure. like, with my older friends. I can't tell you how many times I go, no, I know, I get it, but dude, you got to check this out. Right. Like, and there's older guys that are kind of like, eh, I listen yeah. to. I'm like, no, but you're missing out, man. right? You hit know, this up, right? Can have heart, or you know, my yeah, yeah. is war. Or I'm like, there's some shit going on now that you, I'm sure you're overlooking, or even like, like incendiary, like band from totally New York Day. amazing like, band. Like, dude, like, yeah, you're they, really they sound out. right. <laughs> they sound like indecision. Yeah, they kind of do. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they, a high pitched singer guy in his mashbox. <laughs> like, it's exactly if you like us, you know, it's like, yeah, you know, and I mean, they obviously do their own thing, whatever. But it's kind of like, oh yeah, I'm always like the like dude. I know you're old. I know you only want to listen to this. Right. And, like, you'll only go out when Hate Breed plays or AF plays. And that's cool. Right. Like, you're really missing out. If you're in, at all interested in any of this, yeah. you need to check out X, Y, and Z. Like, yeah. You know, also, Burn I, was great, but there's stuff going on afterwards, man. You'd be really surprised. Totally. You know? I, fi- I, I find it, too, it's interesting because the... I think if you describe it to people as in, like, okay, hey, like... I mean, music is cyclical, as everybody knows, Absolutely. and independent music is obviously not, um, you know, immune to that. So it's like you can be like, "Hey, you haven't listened to music in, you know, ten to fifteen years, like new music." Right. I'll, you'll be shocked at what you hear right. because, like, you, these bands that are younger are aping the stuff of what's happening or what's happened in the early to mid nineties, right. and you'd be like. Hey, this is like they're wearing their influences in their sleeves, and oh, it's like, absolutely. and then I always find it when I put it in that context, it's like, oh yeah, like I, I see that. that every band ever is ripping off Quicksand now, and right. they were doing that in the mid '90s, and like, right, yeah. I kind of think that, yeah, right. But I feel like I'll, I'll, quite often I'm like the kind of like, just do yourself a favor, just check it out. Right. I'm not like you know, you'd be, but, you'd be surprised, right, 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 and it's kind of like, it's a bit of an undertaking sometimes to kind of be like, hey man, like to convince people because it's like, oh, yeah, you're yeah. still kind of like on the periphery, so you're somewhat sure. interested. Right, and like it's you're not only interested based on something from twenty years ago. There's right. something that still brings you around. Yeah, 
but like you'd be surprised. There's a lot of intelligent, great hardcore. You know, if you like stuff in the '90s, it's bands now that are doing it better. Was like, you totally, know, quite totally. often, right? You know, it's like and with better recordings, better recordings, <laughs> smarter lyrics. You know, it's kind of like, like if you like, say, Strife and Judge, you might want to check out Half Hard. You'd be really shocked. Yeah. You know, like, or even if like you liked like the mid '90s, like emo kind of thing, like yeah. like Hoover or whatever. You know, I'm like, right. check out like My Life Is War. Kind of sounds like that. Totally. You know, like the new. You know, it's kind of like melodic, and, and you know, there's certain bands like those bands that kind of come around. That's kind of like. Holy shit! And then a crush on radio, and like even like you know, you can't listen to everything. No, you know, as you get older, you have to make time and kind of. And you, it takes more effort as you get older. Yeah, and I think you have more of like like discerning taste as well. Totally, like you know, it's like you know your wheelhouse. I've heard this seventeen times before. I didn't like this in nineteen ninety six. I'm not gonna like it in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. But I think you know, sometimes these bands will come along. They like. All right, I'm seeing something like right. special. This is progressed, yeah. right? And like, right. Right, it's like this is like when you look back over the years, this is going to be something that you're like, you got to see so and so. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I like, I even had that feeling like with like Bane. Yeah. That I was like, you know, we were sitting there like, I forget which. I mean, like every show we would just be like, seven billion people singing along and having like the greatest time. And like, yeah. I turned to my friend, I'm like. This is we're probably, seeing like, something. This is Black Flag for us, kind of like. Yep. This is kind of like when people go, oh, when I saw, you know. Bad brains at A seven. Like this is our version of that because it's like people are going to reference that show. You're right, right, totally. You know what I mean? It's kind of like all right. You heard me talk about the new H two O record at the very top of the show. Here's some more details about it. So first of all, thank you so much to Bridge Nine Records for believing in this show and deciding to come on as a sponsor. It's so awesome when labels do that because uh, you know I'll be frank. There are not a lot of record labels that are interested in spending money because after all, the music industry is in a terrible place. Thank you so much, Bridge9. But I'm very, very excited to talk to you about the new H2O record. So most of you can recall the interview I had with Toby, I don't know, 50 or some odd episodes ago. But if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it because it's a very, um, yeah, it's a revealing conversation. But this is the first new H2O record in seven years. And it comes out on October 9th of this year, 2015. Pre-order the record, b9store.com backslash H2O. And they'll be on tour in November and December doing their own U.S. headliner. Then, in January, they're going over to Europe, where they are immensely popular. They're on their Persistence tour with a bunch of other bands, like Terror and Ignite, Twitching Tongues, a bunch of other great bands. What's even cooler about this particular release is that, uh, I mean, Toby, the singer, knows a lot of people. He knows a, uh, you know, a skater, maybe you've heard of him before, called Steve Caballero awesome because they did a music video with him where they're skating around playing guitars it's really really fun pre-order the record for b9store.com backslash h2o and check out all the other cool stuff they have going on i actually had chris wren the owner of the label on 20 or so shows ago and it was it it renewed my faith that people running record labels i mean it's a thankless job and it's very difficult to make ends meet but chris has been doing it for close to 20 years or actually over 20 years now i think it's incredible so check out the new h2o record check out bridge nine records in general yeah thank you very much here here's the rest of the show so often look back and it's like it was better here it was better there of course. I, I can't say that for certain that it ever was no but i think like there's so much like there's a time and a place that like you'll see a band and you know i think how many great bands there were in the 90s yep and i feel like maybe i'm biased but i feel like the 90s were like the most kind of well, there Aggressive. was yeah. Well, there was because there was so, there was so many subgenres of music that were existing in all these geographical pockets that it was just like it was such a 
vibrant time where it's like you saw when you rolled through certain cities or when you started to pay attention to certain geographical locations. Right. The, the, sonically, you were just like, oh, I can, like, this band's probably from here. And then you were probably able to be right with that. Right, absolutely. And it was also just like, it, it, it was like so strange to be like, I mean, from Southern California, it was such a melting pot where it's like you could drive two hours north from Orange County into like Santa Barbara and the whole right. ebullition scene right. and you were just like they, you know bands like Yafet Koto and everything that was happening right. there you were just like smell or whatever the hell it was right and you yeah, were just like totally yeah. yeah the living room yeah. you would just be like you, your mind would be blown because you'd be like this like drive two hours south and it's like this is you know metalcore heaven right and it was like it, it just was so yeah I mean it was a total every scene was trying to find its foothold somewhere absolutely and I think there's I mean there's a lot to you know and I think that's why almost Nowadays, that's that sound is like so neat. Oh yeah, now, because it's kind of like you know you could go to a show, even listen to I was listening to Matt Pryor podcast. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. To Refer to everything you have done. That's but, fine. I appreciate it. But like he was talking about something, and like I was actually at the show. He was like the first time Get Up Kids played CBGBs. Yeah. And it was literally Get Up Kids and Braid. Right. Ninety seven A Spaz and Monster X. Like, are you what? Yeah. And I was there, and then I, you know, people would see the flyer now, but this really is this like a fanzine or is this I'm like no this really happened yeah like this, this really happened this like, real. oh, I saw you know Spaz and, and Spaz and Podbald at a at a, uh, a bowling alley yeah of course you know what I mean it was like such a random array and for the most part it was, you know it, there was a lot of crossover right you know like one day you might play like like we always like use the example like literally in like three different weeks we played like one show with Hot Water Music and Torch to Rome and like okay, those yeah. kind of like seeing red kind of bands yep. the next weekend we played with The Veil and 400 Years yep. and the next weekend after that we played with 25 to Life it was kind of like and it all kind of sort of made sense like yeah. it was kind of like I think you know there were so many bands that it was just like it almost felt new like when you hit listen to say a band like Harvest <laughs> you're like yep. You're like, who the fuck ever did anything like this before? Right. There's and they're from of, Minneapolis, right? Yeah, right. like, yeah, they must be mad because it's really cold all the time. Of course. Or like disembodied. Yep. That one note that they had. Totally. That, I mean, it went, it became its own genre. Almost. Yep. Like that weird, like... Yeah, ding, ding. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Right. And I feel like there were so many bands like that, you know, around the country. Right. That it was just kind of, you know... Um, I mean, it was just, it was just so much, there was so much stuff going on. Yeah. Maybe I'm older and a little bit more out of touch. I don't feel like there's that as much of that going on. Sure. It's yeah. It's kind yeah. of like, well, I mean, oh, you're a '90s band. You're right. a youth group band. Right. You're a beatdown moshcore band. And that's sure. It. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we're we're always going to look back nostalgically on the eras that we were most involved. You know, from a, a touring right. activity standpoint. But it's like there there's total truth to the fact that it's like there. You know, I mean, when bands can obviously like fly to the West Coast and do like a West Coast weekend and like. Right. When bands started to do that of a level that I was like, they can't afford. Like, I was like, like, how are they pulling this right? off? I'm like, right. I'm like, I'm like, oh yeah. When in my eyes did it, it's like, of course it makes sense because right. they were huge. They're right. going to they sell did... out the showcase and it's going to be crazy. Totally, yeah. totally. But then it was just like, you know, when certain bands, it was like started to, you know, whatever random bands, like you know, when if Foundation comes out to the West Coast, I was right. just like, they can afford that. Right, right. Like, I was like, they, they can afford five plane things. Yeah. Like, that's a, I was like, that's, that's twenty five hundred bucks at least. Right. Like I, I saw them. They were like on one of the like, unbroken shows. I'm like. The hell totally. are they flying out to like San Diego to play one show? Yeah, like, there's no I was like, yo, straight up, their guarantee is probably four, five hundred bucks. bucks at the most. Yeah, like they're taking a hit. They really, they really want to play with them, you know. But yeah, but it's like when you when you have the ability to kind of do do that, it's like yeah, you're you're you know you're completely overlooking these scenes that are obviously like we were joking about. You just you know total flyover states, right? But it's like you would see these weird things like you know like happening in Omaha, Nebraska, where it was just like oh this weird sound and like nothing ever 
took hold because it was, you know, culturally devoid of like a scene right. that was able to foster itself over years and years and years. Um, but it was, yeah, there definitely is a lot of, of, of fertility in the grounds that were being laid in the mid nineties because that was such an apex of like independent music in general. Right, across, I mean, across the board. Not yeah. Just in punk and yeah, no, totally, you know, totally. Kind of, yeah. like watching your, your musical progression and the exits in each of your bands yes. from Indecision, Most Precious Blood. It seems like even though you were rooted in the scene and being right. active and stuff like that, you you always seemed to have a sense of, like, there's an expiration date with this. Like, I have to concentrate on real life in some capacities. Was there... It, I mean, was that... Is that just me projecting on you, or is that... Was there some truth in that when you did exit both your bands? It was just like, I have like, I, like there's fucking finances and like stuff, real life. Right. I mean, I didn't know if I necessarily looked at it like, kind of like, hey, I can only do this for so long, you know. Yeah. yeah but yeah. I think it was kind of like, before I was into punk and hardcore, I was like, this is what I'm gonna do with my life. I'm gonna be like a student. I'm gonna go and do this. I'm gonna do this. Then it was kind of like, well, you know, like these things kind of came about that I'd like there's I'd be an idiot to like turn this down. Okay. So it was kind of like it, opportunities it, presented. Absolutely. Itself. You know, and it was Got kind it. of like you know, when the band started it was like like when I say when Indecision started. I would be surprised if we ever played even Manhattan. Never right. mind you know. Yeah. And it was kind of like, well Alright, we'll put out these demos. Oh, a seven inch, holy crap, sure. this is really happening. Like it's like we're a band now, like this is real. <laughs> right. Then it kind of like progressed and it was like, well, you know, I could tour during the summer. Sure. Then it was like, alright, well then I graduated college Really, nothing really forcing me to do anything else. Right. So, do you want to go on? Okay, we'll go to Europe. Or sure. we'll go do this. Or we'll go. And it kind of like, it just kind of snowballed. So, it was like, I kind of had this plan set for myself. Okay. It just kind of like spread out a little bit more because these opportunities, you know, prevent, pre, like kind of presented themselves. Okay. That I could have never foreseen. Sure. You know, and it was kind of like, I mean, I, well, yes, I would do, go do this. Like, even with Most Friends Club when it first started, we're like, right. this would be cool. We'll do weekends. Right. You know, and we're all in agreement. It's like, yeah, you know what? We're going to be adults, and we're just going to, like, play on the weekends. You know, if there's, like, a week tour somewhere, we can go to Europe, whatever. Right. But, like, we can't do this. You know, I can't. For real tra- you know? Sure. And they're like, yeah, 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 we're just going to do it down. And it's like, <laughs> oh, we do this demo. And then it's like, oh, oh, Truskill wants to put it out. I'm like, well, Truskill has everything cool. All right, cool. And yeah, then it's yeah, kind yeah. of like, all right, so Sick Roll wants us to come down to Florida with them. Okay. And yeah. it's like... Hey, you want to play Furnace Fest? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. And then it was oh, well, that was a whole. We can get back to that. That was a that was quite the experience. I re- I remember seeing because Taken played Furnace Fest, and it was like I was so stoked because like I mean I had heard you guys, but then when you did the Unbroken ripoff shirts, right. I was just like the ones that immediately faded away after one wash. Oh man, we did them ourselves. We were very good. Yeah. <laughs> it was, but yeah, why, I, man? <laughs> of course. But it, it was it was it was definitely one of those things that just it, it endeared me even further to to your band because I was like, oh yeah, Unbroken. This is like, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, but, that yeah. was a whole other you know. And kind of like snowballed and it was like well alright then once like once things ended with both bands I was kind of like well time to go back to work okay, go back to school go back to do this so it's kind of like okay. I literally have alternated school and the band for like the last 20 years okay. like it kind of just like it was like you know graduated college went on tour left the band and, uh-huh. you know went, went to grad school graduated grad school a year or two later here comes No Fresh Blood and we're not going to really do anything. We're going to have full-time jobs and just do this on the weekend. Weekend Warriors. Right. All right, we're touring the whole, you know, country and we're doing this. And we're, all right, so I'll, I quit my job. We all quit our jobs. Yeah. And, like, did it full-time. And it was, like, mind-blowing. It was, like, I have a, I have my own apartment that I can do this full-time. This is insane. Like, right. You know? And it was just kind of, like, a fruitful time for everybody. The early 2000s was kind of, like... Oh, yeah, the heyday. Yeah, because yeah. by, by that point, it's, like, 
I, I always reference, I mean, Poison the Well was such a huge band to kind of break through what, I mean, because obviously it's like Hatebreed had already kind of escalated to that right, next they level. They, they were like, yeah, it's yeah. like, that's a, they're, they're, they're now in the metal community, even though it's clearly they still. They're know, a hardcore were, band. Yeah. But, they just, but yeah. it was, yeah, Poison the Well, I think, just like opened it up so much where it was just like, oh my gosh, so much can be kind of, you know, reaped from being a band on this sort of level on the right. Trustkill and Ferret level right. and then right. it just yeah then, then it's like the doors blew open for everybody where right. it was like, like Bridge Nine bands you know totally like, if you think of all the bands that were doing it full time in like the 2001 to 2005 area yeah you know it was like Hope Conspiracy Bane American Nightmare Convert it was like everybody was doing it full time right and it was it was fine it was great it worked yeah. out for everyone and everybody, you know? yeah everybody can put those pieces together and it's just like wow that's crazy that it was such a yeah fertile time right so that's, that's interesting I, I, I never I guess I never looked at it from that perspective of like, just like you were just kind of keeping your head down and just being like, well, like I can't say no to this. I can't say no to this opportunity. Like, right, right. I just kind of like putting one foot in front. Of it. So like, yeah. what did you have like even before? I mean, like you were saying, music kind of took hold of you. Did you have a path in regards to like, yo, this is what I want to do for some sort of career? Like, was there any semblance of that? Or yeah, was there... yeah. I mean, I think. I wanted, like, once I started in college, I, I knew I was really into, like, psychology. Okay. So then I, like, I went back and got, like, my master's in forensic psychology. Okay. I, was, like, I always really wanted to do law, too, so I don't know. So it's, like, that's most respectable. And I was, like, I'm going to law school. Sure. So I went to law school. And then, you know, it was kind of, like, then, like, literally after law school started, it stopped. It was kind of, like, well, you know, we, we like, Indecision Reunited to do a few benefits for, uh, for a friend of ours that had cancer that was, like, getting alternative treatments that Medicaid wouldn't pay for. So it was, like... Hey, for five hundred bucks, he gets a week of treatment. So yeah. it's like, okay, why would we not do this? Right? Yeah. So like, we put, you know, we put together a bunch of shows, like all the merch we donated, you know. So it was kind of like, that was really fun, right? And it was a lot of work to do this, right? So you know, let's keep it open. Like, we'll see. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of like when we first did it, it was just like Rachel, Justin, and I, and the two of our friends like filled in because the other two guys weren't really into it. Then it was kind of like, all right, the next show, the original drummer was like, all right, I'll do it. And then, the next, like, so they all came back. So, like, literally from 2007 on, it's been... Yeah, it's been the core group, right? Yeah, you know, right. so kind of, you know, so once, like, like I, I literally, like, graduated law school on May 1st or something, or April 30th. Yeah. And I was in Chicago on May 1st at Burning Fight. Burning show. Fight show, right, You know, right. it's kind of like, all right. And I was like, like I, I really should be studying for the bar, but I'm at a hardcore show in Chicago. Like, this like is, I, all right. I guess I'm back on this. Yeah, like, I guess this is happening again. All right, cool, you know. I mean, it's something that's obviously transcended, like, you know, hardcore in general is, like, obviously the, you know, for the love of sacrifice lyric, like, right. the, it, it's so interesting because it's, like, very few things kind of, like, bubble up past the surface of just, like, being, like, you know, whatever, bang, can we start again? Like, right. like, that that will, that will, people may have tattooed on them, that on them, but it's, like, that's never bubbling up to even further, like, you know, how it has right. with those lyrics. Right, right, right. And the, the... The feeling that it must evoke inside of you for something. I mean, because I, I always reference, like, art, once it's been, you know, once you put it out in the world, like, it's not yours anymore. Right. Like, and whatever intent you have originally putting it together. Right. Where does it go from there? Um, and I'm sure I'm sure you've had so many random and mixed feelings in regards to the way those, because, I mean, a lot you know, a lot, I mean, essentially, I mean, people obviously chop up the quote, where it's like. Right, right. And a lot of people take it out of, well, not it's a lot of people. Context. It's 100% out of context. Right, and it's a beautiful thing. Right, like that, that core message. Right, yeah, it's completely out of context. Did you ever, did you ever kind of battle that sort of like, oh, like no, like 
this is not meant for this. Like, did you ever try to like actively not push against people who were trying to like take it away? But like, you know, like, did, did you ever have any battles inside your own head in regards to that? I mean, I think like you know, we all were like, well, that was wasn't really the intent, right? But that's almost better than what we could have thought it thought it, you know made it out to be. So it was kind of like uh-huh. it started off very small. It literally. Oh, yeah. Started off a bunch of the dudes in Silent Majority Millhouse got it on a tour, right? And they're like, "We're gonna, um, we we have a surprise for you guys," and we're like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Ah, oh. you know, like it was forever, like, hey, we're gonna fuck with you and like leave a dead fish in your car." Like it was like, right. "Oh, fucking great, man! I'm gonna smell for a week now because you put an onion in our, you know, carburetor." Or right. So like they were like, and, and it was like, I think it was Tommy from Silent Majority. I'm like, "What exactly is it? Like, seven words?" And I was like, "Right, like seven dead, like the." It's like a George Carlin. I don't. What are we talking? Where are we going? You know, and they came back with it. I'm like, holy shit, man, that's crazy. Yeah. You know, never thinking like I'm like, wow, that's crazy. These seven dudes of all bands that I love, right? All have this. That's all. Like that's really cool. And it was kind of like I'm sorry. It's fine. And it was kind of like, oh, and then these other guys. And then it was Uh like more people we met were like, how the fuck did this happen? You know what I mean? It kind of like it expanded and like random, random bands and random dudes that I'm like, yeah, really. Yeah. Like, um, what's that? Was, yeah, what's most random? Like, the, the ones that, like. You... Avenge Sevenfold use it for their thank yous. Oh, yeah. In a record. And it's like, for right. those all about sacrifice, you know, fucking whatever. Right. You know, and like, or just bands I would never, and this is no slight against them, but like sure. bands that I was like, you know, Sing from Atreyu has them on his leg. Right. I'm sure he's a hardcore dude. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. hearing them, I would never be like, that band, no, that right. dude totally likes Sevenfold. I could totally tell. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, and it's I, totally but true. But like, there he was. Like, we played with them years ago in Most Precious Blood, and there he was. I was like, fucking all. I'm like you're in this gigantic band and you like my stupid little band like this is awesome you know right right, right. and then it kind of like it kind of spiraled it kind of like got a little out of control uh-huh. when it was like it's gotten to a point that it's no longer assigned to us like, no at all not at all it's not even like hey I, I saw this band's lyric and I like it I'm gonna get it I don't totally. even know what this band I mean, yeah, is no, no one can even attribute it to your the, I mean the source like at all it's right. kind of like I mean, it's like the keep calm and carry on thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, that can be appropriated to, you know, the British military, but you're right. just like, if you ask a random person in the street, they like, wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, hey, yeah, it's every rip-off design possible. <laughs> right, right, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, I'll get people that'll, like, tag me on Instagram, you know, like, they'll be looking through people's, like, tattoos and portfolios. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, and I would like, that's cool, but this dude definitely has no idea where this came from. Yeah, like, no, not no at all. Words. And right, that's right. awesome. Yeah. But I mean, like, if I see some, you know, random person on the street, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And then they're going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, this actually came up. There was a big thing. I don't know if you had seen it. Like, a soldier. It was like, yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, holy Jesus, this is insane. You know, right. like, over the years, we've had things that have kind of, like, bubbled up where it's like, right. oh, what the yeah. fuck? Like, you know, we've had, like, hey, you know, a friend of ours died and, like, got lyrics on their headstone. Like, this is fucking creepy. Like, holy, this is amazing, though. Like, this of is, like, course. something I could tell my mom being, like, Hey, remember me being in it yeah, yeah. all these years? Like, look at this. Or, like, you know. Yeah, something sub- substantial. Right. Quote, unquote, substantial to show so, up. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's that it resonated like, with somebody. Right, right. I mean, like, they wanted me like to be, like, an Irish tenor, and then I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Like, my father's like, you can sing. Can't you sing, like, that Hootie and the Blowfish guy? I'm like, I don't want to sing like that guy. That, you know, like. Oh, that's incredible. Like, it was really like that. It was kind of like, I'd be like, but I, I played in Zagreb, Croatia. And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. They're you like, know, no, that's like, okay. That's pretty. All right, okay. But, like, so, you know, people take it. I'm like, I know for a fact that. No one knows this sort of stuff. So, like, we see this with the soldier, like, holy shit, this is incredible. It's like, I mean, even if it wasn't us, it's like, what a photo. Like, Jesus, this is incredible. Right. So, like, we kind of, like, started the machinations to, like, kind of, kind of reach out to the guy, you know, and then 
we found out who he was, you know, and those sort of, sort of stuff. And like we, we were like, all right, so we did. We ended up doing like a benefit shirt. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, it's it's cool that you took like that. You guys obviously kind of you wanted to attach it back to the original narrative to what you guys like. You know, it was all for good, but it's like you connecting to something like that gives everything more of a context and more of a meaning. I'm sure for right, right. everything. I mean, it wasn't even like that was like our. our ulterior motive it's kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. well maybe this dude knows the band of and course if, if, you know if we can help anyone out I would rather have someone that's like in our community of course whether well, or not even like they like whoever they liked but they were like oh yeah. you're a hardcore kid I would rather help out a punk or hardcore oh, kid 100%. than anyone else you know so totally. we kind of started machinations we are like Justin had a tie in to like the Thomas Towers Foundation uh-huh. all sorts of stuff so we're going to start you know raising money right Justin ends up meeting the guy then it like they were like you know his family started making for those love oil sacrifice shirts to benefit fantastic and, you know and then it would start like family members and other like people from his community in Ohio would be like I would really like to check out this indecision band we need some a little bit more faith based music I'm like holy shit you don't know what you're getting right. to do, lady. back this out first record has a kid beating another kid with a crucifix you do not want to be involved in this you know and like Justin ended up meeting the guy and he was like yeah, I had no idea what you got, who you guys were Yeah. and he's like I thought I made it up and we're like oh alright I mean that's cool I mean that's fine yeah 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 hard to have Really? I know. How yeah, do you yeah, make yeah. that up? That's like a weird string of words that you just. Oh, like, I'm it gonna, totally. Yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm like, you might have seen it on like some like Flash. Of course. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you might have seen it as a meme, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Or something. That's cool. You know. Right. And then, I mean, he was really like an awesome dude. We ended up like, we raised enough money to, like outfit his house for him. That's great. I think they raised like thirty or forty grand. It's amazing. Like awesome. You right. know what I mean? And it continues. I'm like, it goes into like the, the from tunnels to tower, and there's like the guy that played Lieutenant Dan. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He has his own foundation, too, that helps. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like that's all right. the money from uh, EVR does it for us, and they, they just donate all the money. That's spectacular. You know? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it's kind of like it's come to a point that's like, and not even that, like, you see people, and I I, I think it almost sounds pretentious, like, well, it's not even ours anymore, it's just out there. And, you know, right, it's kind right, of like, right. you know, once we, you know, that works it's a for like gift cold, to the, it's a gift yeah. to the world. It's right. like that's like that works for like Coldplay or fucking Bono can say that. Like some idiot with you know, yelling an argument can't really say that. Right. But I think it's kind of like gone beyond anything. It's kind of like yeah, it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no. know what I mean? It's lost. It's it's something right. else. And yeah, it's cool. Right. You know what I mean? Because the people know, no. Yeah. yeah the people yeah. who don't, no. Yeah. And that's right. fine. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and you're, I'm sure yeah, there's yeah, people walking gonna... around with a Shakespeare tattoo down the street. I have no idea no. where they came from. Right. You know, like. I mean, the lyrical content that you've always hit on in in every musical outfit you've been involved in uh, you know is, is peppered with depression in in I mean not that's not like a uh, all you sing about right. but like clear, like clearly that's a, that's a I mean it's a topic for many bands to, right. to, to dwell on um, but you know it seems it seems more prevalent especially it's like you know with, I mean the, the first most precious blood record it's like it's it like could not suicide no, oh, yeah. Much, yeah. no totally um, and so it's like the uh, you know the but I mean you know it, I think the context of how people interact with you is all based, like, you know, anyone that would meet you would be like, oh, what's up? Like, nice guy, seems to have your shit together. And like, right. And the, but then you'd be like, oh, the new lyrics, like, oh my God, like, you, you must be a fragile individual. Right. Um, right. Do, like, do you, do you encounter a lot of that where in regards to, like, people have a perception of how you are based off of your lyrics and then, like, you know, the, I'm sure there was, like, you know, your, your, your low points that you were going through. Was it during those indecision times, or was it during those, like, most precious right. blood times? Well, I think, like, with that, like, Justin and I, like, worked on a lot of the lyrics together. So it was, like, we were both going through things. And I feel like it's funny. Like, we, people already have, like, this preordained, like, notion of, like, 
I'm gonna see this guy. He's gonna have like fucking upside down cross, like tattooed on his face, and he's just gonna be like this lunatic. And it's like, oh, like my mom's like this old Irish Catholic lady. You know what I mean? She'd right. be heartbroken to know him. It's like when I na- told her our name was Most Precious Blood, she was like, really? Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, mom. It's you know, yeah, I know. Yeah. It's right. like named it to a record it has nothing to do with the blood of Jesus. I'm sorry, you know. Like, right, right. And it's kind of like, you know, I think. I mean, I think everyone has that side to them. Of it's whether or not, you know. You, you decide to have enough. a platform. Yeah, show, right? you know, and it's kind of like, I think, especially indecision, I think more than anything, it's kind of like, oh, you're like that anti-religion band. Like, right. That's like three songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a ton more that we've done, you know what I mean? Like, that's they, true. Out a whole, they did a whole, like, you know, record about the government having a cure for cancer. Cancer and suppressing it, yeah. right, exactly. Like, there's so much more. Didn't that talking. trigger a nerve? No, <laughs> nobody, it's like, oh. You know, they have, like, this brilliant record with a guy with, like, a, a sickly man with, like, his skin made out of dollars. Right. Like, nothing? Yeah. We wrote a couple of songs that was like, hey, God might not exist, and religion's stupid. And that's, then it's like, that's, uh, that's what the brush. About, right, know? that's the brush we're painted with. You know, and I think, you know, like, at the time of that first and most special blood record, like, Justin was, like, super sick. He almost died. He had pleurisy. Right. So it was like, there's a song in there that he wrote, like, about being in the hospital. And, like, right. dying and all sort of stuff. And it was like, you know... We were kind of like being a weird band, like we were from New York. It was kind of we were in a very weird position. We really didn't yeah. fit in anywhere. No, because we were kind of like you made sense if you came from the West Coast, right? That's what we were. I mean, we were like, I want to be undertow, I want to be unbroken, right. we want to be outspoken. This right. is it. But it's kind of like in 1996, people were like, what the fuck yeah, get out of here. Like, what? Right? You know, I'm like, I can't tell you how many people that were younger that have like heard like, oh my god, like we. We heard Unbroken. Jesus, like, can you make it any more obvious that you ripped every cut, you know? Like, right, right. But, like, to us, it's kind of like, oh, I, I can tell you what song we ripped this off from. Yeah, yeah, you of know? course. But right. most people are like, I get it now. Like, oh, yeah, we told, like, we made no bones about it. But, like, right. being, like, a weird, quote-unquote, weird band to be, like, you know, we're playing in, you know, with 25 Slides and Furia 5, and, like, right. we have these weird, like, discordant, like, things that we're talking about stuff. It's kind of like, right. we, we never kind of, like, fit in. Yeah, but like I think with most parts of Blood, we kind of like we're like comfortable enough to be like, well, this is what we are. Right. We're gonna write about what we want to write about, kind of like. As we on, had such on, like a built-in, yeah. So sure. it was like kind of like on a bash, like, this is it. Yeah. It was kind of like people are gonna like us, they're not gonna like us. Right. We know enough people from Indecision will probably cross over and like us anyway. Sure. We're gonna write about. You know, we felt comfortable in kind of saying like. Right, being I don't mean as to raw. fit into any of like these New York hardcore tropes, which is sure. like, as raw as you can. Yeah, right. yeah, and no, that's, that's you know true. What I mean, it's kind of like, and you know, like bands like Unbroken and stuff, like to be able to like be like this like heavy, crazy band, and like you read the lyrics, you're like, holy shit, yeah, you know, and like bands like that, you know, they became more of an influence as we went on, yeah, and we were kind of like, hey, this is what we're gonna do, and yeah, no, and, it, and it's true, and it's it, it, it's something that's so interesting when it's like. I like. I mean, it's it's almost blasphemous to say to people here on the East Coast, but it's like, if I were uh, if I were to be like, you know, two two bands that were in, that are important to me, like a right. band like Ignite and a band of, like Sick of It All. Right. For me, Ignite resonates with me more because I saw them more. Like they right. existed, right. but then it's like, but like people, you know, you could ask many, you know, a hundred hardcore kids out here, and they'd be like, Ignite, no fucking way. Like, right. like what the <laughs> yeah, totally. But I mean, because he, he, they were singing about their. They were in your universe when they were playing right, those songs. Right, right. It's, it's an obviously a California sound. Totally, totally. But like New York, it's kind of like, oh, I know that train that they talk about. Or like, yeah. I've walked that place, or I've gone to that venue. You totally, know what I mean? totally. Like, it's, a, it's, so it's a shared experience. Right, yeah. and it's, it's so interesting when those geographical locations, like, 
do con do constrict you from the fact that like you don't have like you know just simply peers to play with and like that's right. like like you're saying like exactly what most precious blood was going through it's like i never really thought about the context of like yeah you guys shouldn't be from new york like stylistically you shouldn't be from new york you should be from these other places that are you right. know quote unquote emotionally in touch like, right I should have like dyed black hair and like be like uh, yeah. 31G or 31G like, you know? <laughs> totally totally um, there's two last things I want to hit on with yes. the, the um, well, first of all will, will uh, we ever see the Indecision documentary yeah it's done okay it, it was, there was a lot involved we had well really... it's not easy to put together no no and it's it's tough and um, you know we had things going back and forth and we had all these ideas and it was kind of like can't do this we can't do that it was right. kind of like going back and forth and it was like finally we were like dude like Justin Brandon I love him to death of course but he's a perfectionist oh yeah, yeah. and he was like it's not ready yet I'm like dude it's fine right it's, it may not be ready for you yeah. I'll bet you yeah, everybody like, else thinks you've heard be. these stories before you don't need that you know it's like <laughs> yeah. and it was kind of like I, and we can't have this in uh, we need to change this right we need to you know we want to like the one thing that we wanted that like the guy wouldn't do was like we wanted you know more current bands like everyone in it's like 40 Right. That's cool, but if I'm a 25 year old, why the hell do I give a shit? You know right. what I mean? So it was kind of like, yeah. So I reached out because, like, I, I'm still kind of sort of, you know, I'm involved. Yeah, so you're it's plugged like, in. Right? Hey, incendiary. Hey, foundation. Hey, yep. you know, you know, X, Y, and Z. Can you do this? And so they they filmed their own things, but then when we sent they, we sent them back, they're like, doesn't look as good. Doesn't it's not consistent. It's like, right. Oh, like this this is exactly what we wanted because it's kind of like right. You know, it's awesome. So do you, do you want to wait a, a year until yeah. the foundation comes through? Like, right, yeah, right. you know, it's right. like, it's awesome. Like, any stigma's in it. That's awesome. Yeah. Any stigma's talking about our shitty band. Like, Roger Moret's in it. Like, Luke Kohler is talking about us. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. But right. it's like, love to have, you know, right. somebody else. Someone under the age of 40. Right. And, and that's, I mean, like... No slight against that, but yeah, you, you would have told me 19-year-old to... Tom, someone in Ticket Roll would even know who you were. Right, right. Never mind being, you know, singing your praises. It's like... Yeah, mm, you yeah. kind of, yeah, you, you want to, I mean, especially when you're putting in a documentary, the idea is that, you know, you want to paint a holistic picture of, like, where this band sits in the context of everything. That's just not like, like, oh, once we stopped playing, like, we became irrelevant. Like, right, <laughs> the, right, 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 right. Like it's still kind of... Right. somehow continued on. There's, yeah, there's a, there's a trickle effect. Right, right. okay. Right. Oh, that's, but, I, yeah, it's done, it's... Uh, we're working on like the cover. Okay. Trying to figure out a way to kind of make it, uh, kind of make it like a thing to get. You know, like whether it be like of a seven course. inch or something. Yeah, like, yeah, kind yeah. of like we you want to attach an added value to it, right? Show. You right, know, right. and I kind of you know, it's I'm on the you know maybe do like a download of it. Or, oh like, sure, before, sure. You know, and like the guy that did it wasn't really that psyched on that. Or, oh, okay. I'm like I think it's gonna. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna get out. Like right, whether right. you know, I mean, right? Just and like the records do. It's gonna get you know. Yeah, yeah. But it's 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 done. Okay. And, like, we kind of wanted to do it in, like, it's a lot in the context of, like, 90s hardcore. Sure. So it's kind of like, hey, here's what, you know, here's what a dialer is. You know, right. like, or here's us reading maps, or here's us in, like, a shitty band with all of our cabinets. Like, right. before everyone had a trailer. Right. It's kind of like, hey, here's me sitting. Yeah, with, here's the 15 passenger van with all the equipment Yeah, you know, <laughs> right. Terrible idea. You of know? course. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I think after watching it, I've seen it a billion times. It's kind of like, I think it very it represents the band very well because it has like that kind of like there's some hopelessness to it but overall like we you, can't, a you of, got a lot out of it right? yeah like and, and it's like oh these tours sucked right oh we're fighting or this but it's kind of like hey that's kind of whatever none of do. us yeah and none of any of us have ever expected anything like yeah yeah, yeah. you know like we got to play CBs right why are we here right exactly you know what I mean like totally. we, it was like we to go on a tangent sorry yeah that's fine uh, I went to go see Beyond and Antidote okay yeah. sure you know, a friend of mine from high school like, hit me up on Facebook and he was like, is Beyond actually playing? I'm like, yeah. 
he's like, you know, so I give him the information. So he comes, you know, we're talking. And he's like, you know, we're talking about the band. He's like, you guys doing anything? And I was like, yeah, you know, here and there. We do stuff here and there. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, what was your, what, what, you know, what was your last show? And I was like, London? And he's like, England? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, how did that work out? I'm like, you know, like some dude asked us to play and flew us over there. And he's like, are you serious? I'm like, no, I know. Yeah. And then he was like, uh, he's like, yeah, I'd seen you guys play with Judge. He's like, I hadn't seen you guys in like 18 years. And I'm like, no, I know. And he's like, a long way from high school. And I'm like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, um, did you guys like ever play CBs? And I was like, dude, we played there like 20 times. And he's like, where was I? I was like, college. Yeah. And he was like, man, it makes sense. Yeah, you're right. You know, it was kind of like, but then like when you kind of put it out there, like, I have nothing to complain. Yeah. Like in terms of that, it's like, of course we're not. never the most popular band. No. Never will be. And that's fine. But right. Like, you got to do anything. Yeah, well, I think I think I think that's like such an important point, and I think that's like so many, you know, so like if you ultimately, no matter how large your band or your artistic endeavor gets, it that doesn't matter. It's the the thing that matters the most is like obviously what you do to like build off that, so you're not like you know you you're you're not just like some some useless individual once you get plugged into society that right. you can still contain these ethics that you've learned and then the second most important thing is the fact that like you did impact some people that like it, that legacy will hopefully live on to where it's like you know yeah five ten years after your band has ended or your artistic thing has, has already you know expired from a pop culture standpoint that it'll still impact those people right it's pretty mind-blowing right? yeah, yeah you're just like wow that's that's unbelievable like this shouldn't be relevant to you anymore right but it is Somehow. <laughs> right, right. For like some stupid, you know, band that was never on a big label, never did anything. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, you can't like, really complain, man. Like, you know, like, yeah, we've been, you know, fortunate, and it's really like we've never had any. Like, we even listening to like, you know, you hear, you hear certain people like, we never. I, I personally never had that like impetus to kind of be like, I need to create. It was kind of like hey, I'm gonna be in a Del Marco band with a bunch of my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it was kind of like because right, because I'm that's seventeen and I'm dumb and right. We're gonna get together in this guy's basement. We're gonna do some stuff. Right. We had no, you know, it wasn't like a grand from plan a, from a child. You know, I don't have, I can't play an instrument to save my life. Right. It was never like I need to write this, this, or I need to do this. It was kind of like right. It right. seemed like a fun thing to do. Yeah, it was like a bunch of high school friends. I was like, right. you know, hey, don't do anything at school on Thursdays. You want to get together and fuck around? All right, right. Sure. And it's kind of like yeah, I'm allowed when I would yell. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. It was <laughs> kind of like hey, I really like Pantera. Right. So. You know, and that's how it all started at a Pantera right. concert. Right, right, You know what right. I mean? It's kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah. And I met him years later, and I got an argument with him, so it was pretty awesome. That's crazy. Yeah, I met Phil Anselmo, and I had a school in months in New York Hardcore History. And, and you're uh, like, and you're like, yeah, it's all full circle. Yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, I wanted to be like, dude, you, you don't have have no idea how you changed my life. And meanwhile, I was like, yeah, Pete Steele didn't write Victim in Pain. He's like, yeah, he did. And I'm like, no. Like, dude. no. I was like, that's cool. He wrote the sketches stuff on Ghost for Alarm. He's like, I know the man. He wrote Victim in Pain. I'm like, Vinny Stigma would beg to differ because he didn't like that. Right. And I'm like, I'm arguing with fucking Phil. Like, right. What, what's you're, wrong you're, with you, you asshole? Shut up. Like, you know. You're in your own head. It's like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, this is perfect. Well, I really appreciate you hanging out, dude. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I hope I didn't ramble too much. So there is the discussion with Tom. I actually really enjoyed the sort of ambiance that was created because you know, we were right underneath, I can't remember what bridge, it's a bridge that's on the Lower East Side of New York. Brooklyn Bridge? I think that's what they call it. I apologize. All you New Yorkers are just yelling at me right now, being like, you are a stupid Californian. And yes, I am. We were almost right underneath that bridge, and it was just a very a very nice evening. And so, yeah, thank you to Tom. 
And thank you to Tom for putting up with my incompetence of losing your interview, but then refinding it and being able to put it up now. So the producer, as always, is Tom Richfield, and he probably had his work cut out for him in this episode. So my eternal thanks and uh, gratitude towards him. Visit the show's website, 100 Words Podcast. Visit the email address. You can visit it or you can email the show, 100wordspodcast at gmail.com. And until next week, remember, it's the split episode, split seven-inch episode with Tom Mullen from Washed Up Email. Yahoo! Be safe, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>